Hey there, welcome to Curtis the Word. I'm your host, Britt, and fun fact about me, I love cheese. I love cheese so much, I let it completely change my life, and I've never looked back. And chances are, if you've found this podcast, you like cheese too. Each week, I'll take you on a cheese-filled journey where we taste it, learn about who makes it, super cool spots to buy it, and more. So whether you're looking for a new cheese to fall in love with or just trying to figure out the fancy words in the deli case, come hang out with me and let's have a good time. Hi, cheese friends. Welcome back to Curt is the Word. I'm your host, Brittany, and this is episode number two. And before we set off on our trail of cheesy delights, I just wanted to take a minute and to thank all the people who have been reposting and tagging and sharing this podcast with their friends and family. It's really uh, such a huge feeling of support and encouragement, and I just want to keep on talking more about cheese. So I thank you for giving me the space to do that. So the last weekend in June was one of my favorite events, the Cheesemonger Invitational. Uh, It was nothing short of a wild experience, especially compared to last year. I really enjoyed seeing kind of like how much I've grown in the cheese community because last year I showed up with an insulated bag and a credit card that had no limit on it, as my husband said, because he was just excited for me to buy all the cheese and bring it home for him. And when I got there, uh, I texted him immediately to let him know he made a mistake for not tagging along. So you best believe that he came this year. And I also brought a friend. um, And again, there was just copious amounts of cheese. There was new cheese, there was trusted favorites, and we got there a little late because, I don't know, I guess when it's not your first time around, you kind of figure out the ins and outs, and getting there a little late, you get to see all the presentations that the most incredibly talented mongers have put on. I mean, they've got these perfect pairing drinks to go with these perfect pairing bites with their themed cheese boards. I mean, it's truly just amazing. Uh, Actually, I lied. The first thing I did was eat the Murray's mac and cheese that was waiting for me at the front door. And then I went upstairs to look at all of the mongers things, saw some friends, old and new. Um, All night long, it just kind of felt like a game of meeting strangers from the internet and also figuring out which cheese on the table you were going to try first. And you know what's funny is that we all grew up being told, don't meet strangers from the internet. And yet I couldn't even tell you how excited I was to meet some of my favorite people that I continue to DM with. In addition to the great time I had, I wanted to give a huge congratulations to Sarah from The Curd Nerd in Syracuse for taking home the big cheese, the first place prize. She crusted on stage, answering questions, wrapping cheeses, blindly weighing them, you name it. And also congrats to all the other mongers who competed. Like I said before, you're an incredibly talented bunch and you continue to inspire me. But let's talk about cheese. I thought about doing my own podcast episode on all the cheeses I tried and loved and who knows, maybe next year. But for now, I wanted to call out a few cheeses that I was pleasantly blown away by. To start, the Point Reyes Quinta cheese. I got a talk presentation here. They sliced off the top and had these little Barbie-sized spoons just like all up in the cheese. Like it was like a pool. They were hanging out. And you just kind of took one and scooped it onto your cracker, except the cracker was one of those mini pieces of breads that are like toasted. (laughs) Um, And the cheese is everything you'd hope it would be. It was creamy. It was buttery. You know, cow's milk really gives it that sweet cream taste. But it also finished kind of earthy, likely in part due to its spruce bark wrapper. Following that, we also had the fromage dauphinois, red chili pepper. And I think red chili pepper, creamy, bloomy cheese or washed rind cheese, like needs to be on my radar more. I love 
spicy food. And I also love having some like lactose flavor to, you know, kind of tame the spice a bit. And this was everything, again, I thought I wanted it to be bright and thick and followed up with some spice. I want to have this cheese melted on a lot of different foods. And to take me by surprise, which kind of cracks me up that I love this so much, but there were these Mazza Mini Wasabi Pearls by Cheese Bits. They're like these tiny little balls of mozzarella cheese, but with a wasabi flavor. And I really, as you can tell, I went out of my way to try to find cheeses that I have not tried before, that I haven't seen before, stuff that just looked totally crazy to me. And this, like I said, this took the cake. Um, but it was so good. And I'm usually in the camp where like sushi, you know, Chinese food, like it doesn't really mix with cheese in my mind. But if anyone has a combination like this, please let me know because these little bad boys, well, they're in trouble around me. They also had these pink strawberry ones, which were also delicious. And I have to say, most surprising, more than the wasabi cheese balls, I promise. Um, there's a company called Spreadums, and I learned about them because they make this really rich, savory orange marmalade. And they also have this really good olive tapenade, but their orange marmalade, I think, is their like OG product. But they had something there called red pepper dip. And let me tell you, this was like pimento cheese times 5,200. It was so good. I think I was expecting a dip and then got that like salty, cheesy twist. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need one of these. Luckily, I got one. <laughs> and even more luckily, it lasted more than four days in my house. This is a must buy. Uh, some other claims to fame. I never had Blakefield Creamery and I've been seeing it all over the gram lately. So I was really excited to try a bunch of their cheeses and I fell in love with a lot of them. And I finally got my hands on the Campfire Harbison by Jasper Hill. Um, I've never really thought to eat cheese while singing Kumbaya at a campfire, but this cheese has changed my mind. It goes so smooth with like a mild hint of like vintage smoke. I really didn't think the Harbison could taste any better, but you know Jasper Hill and they did it again. And trust me, cheese events are that much fun. So here's a few to get you started. On July 16th in New York City, the creator of the social media account, That Cheese Plate, her name is Marissa, and she's clearly so talented. Her videos of like putting together boards or creating different spins on things, uh, she's launching a new book. So to celebrate that, she's teaching a class called That Cheese Class at a place called Pine and Poke. And I don't know how true this is, but in May of 2022, Eater put out an article that there's a speakeasy behind this little provision shop. Following that, on July 18th through the 21st, we have the American Cheese Society's 40th Annual Conference, and the schedule is out. So there's a lot of cool farm tours, really great speakers, events, and again, don't forget about the 5K hosted by the Cheese Leets. If you can't make it to Des Moines, Iowa, but you can make it to Colby, Wisconsin, I highly recommend the Colby Cheese Days Festival running from July 14th to the 16th. And the following Sunday, the day right after, there's going to be a world competition, world championship competition, I stand corrected, of the cheese curd throw. There's multiple categories and levels of people to participate. Um, but yeah, tons of cheese, lots of fun rides, bring your friends, bring your family. 
On July 22nd, there's an ex-market vegan wine and cheese thing going on in Venice, California. No judgment and don't hate on vegan cheese. I have some vegan friends and they have brought me some really good vegan cheese to the point where like, I think I have to do an episode on this because there's so much more than just like the go veggie green bags we see at ShopRite. Also on July 22nd, there's a Gouda and wine cheese pairing with the cheese lady at Witt's Cellars, kind of outside of Bellevue, Washington, I think, in Wood Woodenville. Is that how you say it? Uh, Woodenville, Washington. So I'm not from the area. I think it's nearby. Don't quote me on that. But I was looking up Witt Cellars for this, and it looks like they have a lot of really cool cheese tastings and concerts. So I, that's on my West Coast list to check out. On August 5th in Albuquerque, New Mexico, there's a mac and cheese festival because that still counts as cheese, right? Again, on August 13th is the Vermont Cheesemakers Festival. And you guys, I'm so embarrassed to admit this. We booked the Airbnb. We are probably getting a dog sitter. We're all excited about our cute little country beer and cheese getaway. Uh, but except I just now opened the website to it. And I looked at the vendors page and the schedule. And I could not be more excited about this. But if you're not near Vermont and you find yourself near Madison, Wisconsin on that same weekend, you can get over to the 10th annual Curd Fest where you can literally just wander around trying all sorts of fried and not fried cheese curds. There is just something about being outside on a farm or at a festival, just like trying really good cheese, you know, or maybe like a picnic in the park. So after this, promise me you'll go outside and eat some cheese. And on that note, today I have two dairy delights that would pair really well together on a tasting board, but I would throw one more bloomy rind, something sweet in there. So today I bring you the Tulip Tree Hops Cheese and the Goat Rodeo Bamboozle. Now, I've had many beer cheese in many forms. I've had liquid to dip my soft pretzels in. By the way, fun fact, I love artificial nacho cheese, like the kind from the movie theater that you peel the lid off, but that's another story for another day. I've also had plenty of Irish Porter Cheddars from my friend Trader Joe, and I've also had plenty of cheeses that are washed in beer. I also once, I think I still have PTSD from this, the only time I've ever thrown out a cheese was this beer cheese that just, as soon as I opened it, it just didn't smell right, kind of tried to give it the benefit of the doubt, the paste was decent, and the second time I went to open it, the smell of ammonia was so overwhelming that this might be the only time I've ever thrown a cheese out. So, like I said, I'm a fan of beer cheese. It's not my favorite, but I still like it. And then I had hops. He's cool. Like, if you get close, you kind of get invited in with the smell of, like, a crisp, clean beer that maybe he just had. Or maybe he smoked a cigarette, like, an hour ago. So, like, tiny, tiny little smoky residue. And, I mean, normally you're not a fan, but I kind of get this, like, James Dean vibe of the cheese, you know? The mixed sense, and you're just immediately drawn into like, what more is there to offer? And there is more. There's this hint of like salty cow's milk from the paste that also has extra cream added and local beers infused to it. And super cool. They make hop cheese pretty often. And each time they use a completely different local beer. So to all my beer friends listening, they're always accepting breweries to help make their cheese. I will say they're pretty lucky because they're located in Indianapolis and there's no shortage of breweries there. Let's talk about the rind, just like not something you hear anyone say every day, but let's do it. This rind is literally a work of art. I took like eight pictures of this and I promise I will post them because I swear to you, if I could find wallpaper in the same pattern as this, I would immediately wallpaper my half bathroom with it. 
It is just so beautiful. The colors are completely different. And yet they all kind of, it's like a, almost kind of like a Baroque wall, like back in Versailles or something. It really is truly a work of art. And I think that's where most of that smoky grassy flavor comes from, because that's certainly what it smells like. Okay, I can't keep staring and smelling, so let's dive in. Immediately upon biting into this, you can definitely taste that like lactic smoothness, like that really, it's not that sweet kind of fresh milk, but it definitely has that brightness that you expect from a cow's milk cheese. And yet it also has that fruity beer taste, like think of a cold blue moon with an orange. And yet when you're done, it leaves your mouth with like a dry, mesquite, almost chestnutty finish. Definitely getting some umami vibes in there too. This is going to sound crazy, but sometimes I think of this cheese in a great way of like an old nostalgic baseball card. You kind of just like dust it off a little bit and you're reminded of like how much joy this brings you, but with like a side of a light beer. (laughs) I can't really tell how old it is. And for once, the internet did not come through on this. My guess would be that it's a little bit on the younger side, maybe less than a year. If anyone knows or tulip tree, hey, oh, let me know. Um, it's definitely creamier and richer than it looks. It kind of looks like it would almost crumble in your hands a little bit. Uh, but it's really not a fussy cheese. You know, it's just made simply with cow's milk, cream, and beer. The natural rind, it doesn't have too many eyes looking at you. You know, you kind of, like I said, it looks crumbly. The rind is like very dry and hard. And then you put a knife to it and it just kind of cuts like butter right through the paste. So the best ways to enjoy it. I will say I am an IPA girl. I love a, I love a hazy IPA. That is like my beer of choice, just like everybody else in this world who likes craft beer. And that's okay. However, I would not really pair a stronger beer like an IPA or a porter with this cheese because I think that light beer flavor from the cheese will just kind of get washed away in this. So I actually ended up having a mango habanero cider from this company called Beach Bee down from the Jersey Shore. And I was in love. Um, you kind of get this like citrus flavor from the cider that brings out that like orangey citrus beer notes from the cheese and then the creamy comes in after. I mean, this was like two sunshines shining bright together. I also think a basil lemonade would work so well here because the grassiness and that bitterness of the basil will really hold hands with that strong, grassy, herbal, oaky, chestnut rind. Uh, I really can see the two going hand in hand. Again, I do think this cheese is another one of those snacking solo cheeses, but I did pair it with some Stonewall Kitchen maple bacon onion jam, and it was truly divine. This is like literally having a beer and a burger. And I guess I went keto because I don't even think I used a cracker here. But if you were going to use a cracker, I think some kind of like rosemary thin crisp should work totally fine. And a little bit about the creamery itself, Tulip Tree. They're based in Indianapolis, and they have a cute little shop. You can actually go online and make an appointment to stop by, but they're also at a handful of farmer's markets in the area, and luckily, you can even order it online. I got mine in a specialty cheese shop called Van Hook. Tulip Tree is sweet and special. They get their cow's milk from other farms in Indiana that raise cows according to the Certified Humane Standard. Like, these cows are roaming around on great grass, hormone-free feed, no tie stalls. They are just living their best life. So, of course, the milk is nothing short of exceptional. And in case you're wondering if it gets better, well, it does. One of the founders, Fawn Smith, has spent years in the consulting business for building up dairy plants. And he really tries to model his cheese after, like, some old-school European recipes. And after having hops, I'm excited to keep trying the rest of the lineup. 
Their name comes from not only the Indiana State tree, but also pays homage to Fonz's home country of the Netherlands. To me, I love tulips because that means winter is over. Next up, we have Bamboozle by Goat Rodeo. Now, before I get into this literal stinker, another fun fact. The term goat rodeo, (laughs) and this is amazing, actually means when something is going so horribly wrong that there's nothing you can do but sit back and just wait until it's over. And since a lot of goat rodeo's origin story starts with, it all started with one goat, and now they have over a hundred, I can't help to think that this is more than just a sheer coincidence. Okay, cheeky goat rodeo, I like you already. They're based outside of Pittsburgh and sit on over 100 acres. They milk the goats on their creamery, and the cow's milk comes in from Leara Farm for the cheeses that are made with mixed milk. You guys, do not sleep on goat rodeo. It was a monger suggestion, and I was able to try their bamboozle and wild rosemary, which is an alpine style infused with rosemary. It is a delicious springtime cheese for those of you asking. But in addition to those two, there's only four other cheeses right now. And between those and being open for less than a decade, they have won 29 awards total. And if you factor in a few best in show, we're talking over 30 awards. You do not need to be Albert Einstein to figure out that this cheese rocks. Oh, and they make goat milk caramels, and I am definitely one of those people who, like, sees the little cute rustic basket of them by the register and immediately buy, like, five or six, and then go home and proceed to eat them all. But let's talk about Bamboozle. It's a washed rind cow and goat's milk cheese, which is great for the faint of heart who want to try something new but are very scared. Once you unwrap it, you're immediately met with that funky, oniony, farmhouse, meaty smell, the one that we learned my husband positively calls the foot. And yet the cheese taste finishes so lightly, and I truly believe that it's the goat cheese to blame for that. I actually taught my first cheese tasting and cheese board making class, whoop whoop, and I used this cheese because I was kind of going on this whole theme of like, you're scared of like stronger cheeses, like here's a gateway cheese. And this was a huge hit. I mean, people immediately were a little turned off by the smell, and then as soon as they ate it, they could not believe how light and bright it finished. So let's call this cheese the half funk. It's a light ivory in color, and it has that semi-soft elastic texture. It looks really inviting, very pretty on the plate. It's very smooth. It's very creamy, although the rind is very sticky. After cutting it up for the class, this stuff was everywhere. The knives, the cutting board, gloves, you name it. And this, since this cheese comes on strong because of its rind, let's talk about the rind a little bit. It's salty. It's almost like slightly gritty in a way. And I gave out flavor wheels at my class and someone was like, what does horse blanket mean? And I was like, don't worry. Once we get to that third cheese, you'll understand. And sure enough, it did not disappoint. I almost kind of get like a malted sulfur taste, but in a way that you want, like that stinky French epois or an Italian telegio, you know, something about that. And then all of a sudden you eat the paste and it's like milky, mushroomy, maybe even like a little nutty or like a walnut or a caramel. And that's what you're left with. And you're kind of like, it's like after you ride a scary roller coaster for the first time and you're like, oh, those loop-de-loops, that like X amount of feet drop, like that wasn't so bad. And you just keep going back for more. 
Now, a cheese like this needs a kind of support system that will really allow it to be the peacock of the relationship. So something like a gentle red, maybe a Pinot Noir or a gentle white, like a Sancerre, you know, that way the cheese can really show its true colors. And it's almost like, I know I talk in so many metaphors, but you know, in the beginning of a football game, when like all the football players are running onto the field and the cheerleaders are all like, woo, with their pom-poms on the sidelines. Okay, the wine here is the sideline, the cheerleaders, and the cheese is the football players. And they are just like high five and on the way out, just like helping them do a better job, I guess. I don't know. That's what came to mind. Uh, I also recommend like a simple iced tea for this. Or I know I once had this, um, there's this company called Toast, T-O-S-T, and they make these delicious like non-alcoholic wines. And they have a white one that's like a white peach. And I think that would be so heavenly here. Let that like sweetness, citrus kind of counter what that rind kind of has to offer. But at the same time, there's always a little teensy bit of tang in the goat cheese. So like that with the white peach, match made in heaven. Um, and then I guess if you want to put something on top, I know I mentioned the Spreadham's Orange Marmalade, and it was so good on this, but also something sweet like a fig jam, back to what I'm saying before, sweet and savory, sweet and salty. And for your carb, probably like a plainer cracker, uh, maybe something like Rustic Bakery has a lot of good ones, or even like kind of a baguette. I don't love, you know, the crusty bread with like not cheese you can spread, but it kind of does work here. I also have a jar of Beth's Farm Fresh Kitchen Garlic Rosemary Mustard, and that works really well too, but more to come on Beth's Farm Fresh Kitchen. So there you have it, two more cheeses for your brain and your belly, and a few more fun activities to meet some other like-minded cheese folk. And like I said, if you want to make a quick cheese board for your friends, either these two cheeses, two similar cheeses, along with like a bloomy sweet brie, a little prosciutto, simple crackers, a jam, you're good to go. So until next time, fromage friends, enjoy your cheese. But the fun doesn't end here, my lactose-loving friends. Whether you're a cheese connoisseur or just waking up to the cheesy world that exists beyond pre-cut Cracker Barrel, there is always more to discover and more to savor. So be sure to check out my Instagram for more dairy delights at The Bee's Cheese. That's the B as in me, Brittany, S as in Swiss, and cheese. And of course, if there's a cheese that I need to try, go ahead and slide right into my DMs because curd is always the word. Bye for now. Bye.